Henderson. Perez. Johnny Evans. What a header. Oh, what an absolute cracker from Harvey Barnes. Oh, there's magic in that right boot. You're listening to Extra Time, live on LCFC Radio. Your place for all the reaction to the weekend's football. Welcome to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio after another fantastic Leicester City display in the Premier League. It really was a five-star performance at the Etihad. I'm Dan Bates. Alongside me in the studio today is Matt Elliott and joining us from his home is Ewan Roberts as well. Good evening, gents. We're all in high spirits, aren't we, after Leicester's win yesterday? Certainly are. Beating the Monday Blues, isn't it, that that result uh, yesterday and the performance? One's a treasure, wasn't it? And... uh... And it's to talk about for us, isn't it? So it makes it nice and easy. Absolutely. You and um, you're in a good mood as well, of course, aren't you, after that win? Dan, I've not moved from last night, mate. I'm still in the same seat that I was when I was speaking to you yesterday. <laughs> All we've got to say, Ewan, before we go any further, it was interesting to see Eduardo conceding five goals yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bit of a nightmare, didn't he? <laughs> I had to get that one in once, Ewan. I had to get it in once. I, do you know what? I, I don't know where I got Eduardo from. I really, really don't. But uh, it was nice of Matty to correct me, wasn't it? Of course it was, yeah. Mate, you wouldn't really expect nice anything less from Matt, would no, you? Hey, no, I had to. It was self-preservation, mate. Yeah. Uh, after, you know, the, the first comment I made yesterday, Tags picked me up on it. The Johnny Evans debacle. I said he got two games yeah, in but pre-season. Yeah, but you, made, you just made something up out of thin air. I, mine was a genuine <laughs> mistake, Matty. You just plucked something out of nowhere. Well, what? I was guessing you were inventing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those of Both you that bats each other. for those of you that missed it and are thinking, what on earth are these people talking about? <laughs> Basically, you and said Eduardo instead of Edison yesterday was the Man City goalkeeper. That, that's the story there. Um, but it, yeah, it was a little question for you. Have you worked out who Eduardo is, Ewan? Can you remember? He, did he play for Arsenal? That's broke the one. his ankle. Broke his ankle, <laughs> didn't he, against Birmingham? Birmingham yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we got that. We got that. So you redeemed yourself with that question to answer. We will have some uh, proper extra time teasers a little bit later on um, in extra time. So do stay tuned for those. We've also got our Who's the Fox? We'll preview the development squad there in action again this evening. They lost last week to Everton, so they're looking to get back to winning ways against Blackburn. Uh, the LCFC women played at the weekend in the FA Cup quarter final. We'll talk about that game as well as looking at the other Premier League games that took place at the weekend and we might whisper it but we might talk about the handball rule as well um, but we've got to start obviously at that game at the Etihad Matt and, and just one of Leicester's best Premier League performances ever I'm throwing that one right at oh, you yeah. now No, it's definitely up there isn't it there are, there are quite a few to compare it with I think straight away you think about the, the Man U result don't you here at the King Power um, first season, wasn't it, back in the Premier League? That always sticks in your mind. Numerous others. Uh, there's another another not bad performance uh, at the same venue at the Etihad um, in, in the title winning season as well. 3-1 there. Hoof got a couple. Mares uh, scored as well. That won the strike, didn't he? And we mentioned it you know, before the game. But I, I think... I think that the one yesterday exceeds that, really, in terms of how they went about it and, you know, it was categoric, wasn't it? And they, they, they turned round the fortunes of the game as well, you know, we, so dramatically within the course of it because, you know, you started off and if most people are honest, they're looking at it thinking, oh, I'm not sure this is going to work before the game, really, because and I was one of them. Um, I think Leicester have been a little bit 
negative-minded previously, certainly last year, going up against the, the, the very top teams, i.e. Man City and Liverpool in particular. And they came up short, only just against Liverpool, admittedly. You know, that was a decent performance. But even against, you know, against Man U, I didn't think they played with the same sort of vigour that they did against lesser teams, if you like. Now, I know that's a consequence of playing against higher quality opposition, but at the same time, their approach was slightly different. And I thought, oh, there's a little bit of a case of maybe it's going to be here we go again against the top side. I, mean, I think Leicester are at a stage where they can go and test themselves a little bit, you know, not be gung-ho, but go and take the game to the opposition a little bit, even against the better sides. Test them out a bit because they come unstuck. They can do, as we saw yesterday. But, um, you know, in hindsight, I don't think you can have too much disagreement with how the plan and the game was approached because it, it worked to an absolute T, doesn't it? And as much as Brendan Rodgers deserves credit for, you know, the take going against his, his natural, natural methods, if you like, um, it takes the players to execute the plan because for a while it wasn't really working, was it? They conceded the goal, which wasn't down necessarily to uh, any systems or whatever. It was a little bit sloppy defending from a set piece. People not being close enough to go and close things down. A bit of organisational aspect of it. Won the strike from Mares, and you, you think, all right, it's going to be a long old haul. I mean, we, we were sitting in the studio, weren't we, saying, right, what's the game plan now? And we're thinking, well, it's probably to eke out a draw, maybe. You know, stay as you are, um, try and pinch a goal and, and don't concede another and, and the game's with, gone out of your grasp before you know it. But uh, how wrong could we be? You know, it's, it's, eventually, they found their footing, didn't they? And particularly in midfield. And it was mentioned in certain quarters, Mendy, Tillemans, who perhaps we'll elaborate on more in a minute, but they got a foothold in the game and that was key. They were starting to link up with Pratt, Barnes and Vardy and the game turned, didn't it? And we, we saw the result. Incredible. Well, if you're listening in or, or watching along on social media, do get involved with the show and, and let us know where you think that performance ranks among Leicester's best ever in the Premier League. Mike says, best performance since the title win. Sandra says, couldn't be more proud of our team still buzzing. I think she speaks for pretty much all Leicester fans out there mm -hmm. who are still obviously delighted with that. Ewan, where do you think it ranks amongst Leicester's best ever Premier League performances? It, it's certainly got to be up there, hasn't it? It has, for, I think, for different reasons, though, Dan, because, as, as Marty alluded to, they went there with a game plan. Brendan changed formation, uh, went with five at the back, um, spent long periods of that game with without the ball, which most teams do do when, when you go to the Etihad. Um, and, you look, a lot of teams, after conceding after, what, three minutes at the Etihad, that the game plan would have gone out the window uh, and things would have changed. But to the credit, the, the lads stuck to their task, you know, kept that solid defensive shape, uh, kept that discipline that, 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 that you need as a team and individually, and, and slowly and gradually grew into that, into that first half. I think it was vital that, that Leicester got that goal just before half-time to go on in on, on equal terms. I, I mean, that second half was... And if you talk about people panicking and, and, and changing things too quickly, that was Guardiola. And I spoke to you about it yesterday. I, I think he, he played into Leicester's hands when he, after 51 minutes, he, he took Fernandinho off and, and brought the young lad Delap on, which 
I think changed the game and, and gave Leicester a massive advantage. But to go there and, and score five goals, I've, I've been looking at, at City's recent history. And, and, and last season, they conceded one or less in 15 of their 19 home games. So for Leicester to go there... And, you know, people have said, oh, Man City, they're not the best defensively. And to be fair, I've been at times guilty of, of thinking that myself. But if, if you look at their numbers, I mean, last season, they only conceded 35. Only Liverpool conceded less in the 2018-19 season. They conceded 23 goals. The season before, 27. Yeah, they, they make individual errors, but because they have so much possession, they don't tend to concede so many goals. So to go then and score five, what, 17 years since was the last time they conceded five at home. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic performance. But I think for, for other reasons than, than, you know, playing expansive attacking football. Brad Perkis on Facebook says, Plan B has arrived and arrived in style. Mm-hmm. Um, Judex makes an interesting point. He says, I'm surprised we didn't miss Wilfred and Didi. As Matt says, we will talk about the role that, that Papi Mendy played, not just in that game yesterday, but, but in the first three that Leicester have had. And Matthew Bond says... Um, we made a huge statement yesterday, ranking top since title way higher than Southampton in, in terms of where he puts that Leicester City performance. He says it was a lot better than the, the 9-0 at Southampton. Yeah, yeah, different type of, of victory, yeah. different type of performance, wasn't it? But uh, I think I think it will stick in the mind longer. Yeah, and more. I mean, 9-0s don't come around too often, do they? But, <laughs> but 5-2s away at the Etihad, even rarer. Uh, as you just mentioned there, you know, they don't concede poor defensive unit or not, if that's what you think. Um, they don't concede that many goals, simple no. as that. And Guardiola teams don't concede that many goals. And it, it was, it's, oh, it's an unreal result, really, isn't it? You know, they must have been pinching themselves, even the players, even Brendan Rodgers. You know, he, he was relatively calm, actually. He looked as if it was, it was all pre-planned. And this plan, is how, yeah, this is how I saw it developing, but... He didn't get overly excited and yeah, he's right not to. It's only the third league game of the campaign. But having said that, it oh, it makes a hell of a statement, doesn't it? I mean, it's a little bit early to be getting, getting too excited. But, you know, I think the players were very good when they spoke afterwards, very mindful of the fact that, you know, it's the start of the season. And But that set of benchmarks has shown them what they're capable of. So, I mean, Man City can bleat about... Having a few injuries, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but I don't, they had a, a more than decent team out there yesterday, didn't they? And Leicester worked them out and took them to the sword, didn't they? Really, yeah, it was it was impressive, and that will give certain players in that team. Some of the players have already got that confidence, but certain players it will give them a huge boost to know that they can not only match but ultimately outplay individuals. And the team of Man City, to that degree, you know they've got that within them now. They know what they're capable of, and you'd like to think you'll see performances, maybe not quite of that stature, but not far short on a regular occurrence. If you could pick out one thing, you and that, that pleased you the most, what do you think it would have been with that win yesterday? Um, I, I mentioned it before, Dan. When you concede. After three minutes, when you've worked so hard on a on a on a certain part of your game, to go there and, and defend deep, get get numbers behind the ball, to concede as 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 they did from a set piece in the first three minutes, it is easy to panic. Um, and we've seen Man City do it 
on many, many occasions where they've scored a goal and then within two, three, four minutes, they've got that second and it's game over. They've gone on to score five or five or six. I just think, and over the years, Man City have been so patient. I mean, this isn't the first time that Man City have faced a side who, who have gone out with the tactics that, uh, that, that Brendan sent his team out. And do you know what drove me mad this morning? Reading Rodri's um, quotes in the paper about how the footballing gods went against them and there was only one team going out to win that game. There was only one team playing expansive, attacking football. Well, what's he saying? There's more than one way to skin a cat in there. There's more than one way to, to win a football game. And for all the possession they had, they never really opened Leicester out on too many occasions. You know, both goals, which I think will be a concern, um, and it has to be flagged up, came from corner kicks. You know, and, and that will that is from from that ninety minutes. That is maybe the one big disappointment for me that got punished on on two set pieces. You know, that has to be addressed. But I just just think the way the the lads who, especially attacking players who love getting forward, who love who love showing their attacking skills, uh, how they sort of transferred their game, if you like, to being more defensive. Um, I, it just really really impressed me, and it just goes to show. That there's another bow to this Leicester side, not just you know counter-attacking football, which we saw many, many times in in that second half. But that that second half, they just grew and grew and grew um, in in confidence. I think the interesting point that you raise about the possession, Leicester had just 28 percent of it, but they had more shots on target than Manchester City. Yeah. You hear what Rodri said about Leicester not wanting to play. I think that's one stat that you certainly show him, and and you show him a clip of of Jamie Vardy's goal, the, the second one, the one from open play, not just the incredible finish from Vardy, which we've seen him do in an England shirt before, but the build-up to that goal was was brilliant. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, you know, the, the quality of Leicester's play was, was there for all to see. But it, it wasn't... And again, it's been remarked upon already, you know, in highlights um, that I've seen, you know, that have been commented on. It, it wasn't just Leicester sat deep uh, constantly throughout the game and then pumping it long... You know, or fast break counter attacks um, all, all the time. There, there was, you know, that happened occasionally, but they, they were breaking up playing midfield. Again, Mendy and Tillemans in particular were winning the ball and they weren't hurried and rushed and they showed, you know, good technique to keep hold of the ball, uh, a little twist and a turn or a give and a go and create some space for themselves to pick a pass. And it, it was varied play as well. Mendy yeah, did. Did exactly what I just said um, for Leicester's opening goal when yeah. they, they created the penalty situation. Um, Tillemann switched one to Barnes and uh, in the first half, and there was variety to their play. It wasn't just making a challenge, clearing, and then putting it in behind the defenders for Vardy to run on. So that actually didn't happen that often. They, they were given goes on wide, wide areas. Pratt linked up well at times. Barnes was Barnes was always a, a threat as well, and actually disappointed on a couple of occasions. Justin got through in, a, in the first, this is all in the first half, uh, when he could have picked out Barnes or Vardy and ended up doing neither. Um, so in a, in the second half, they just grew, well, towards the end of the first half, they grew in confidence, didn't they? And they, I think, <clears throat> that sort of referencing Ewan's point there about going one nil down, having a game plan and not getting ruffled because you, you've got to believe in what you're doing. And if it's not working, it's difficult which it wasn't early on, 
um, you know, if, I, I think they took it to an extreme in, in terms of like the 10 stroke, it's sometimes 11 behind the ball. Vardy was employed to uh, go and go be around, uh, in and around Rodri, wasn't he, to unsettle him at times. But when you're doing that and you're on 1-0 down and you're not getting any possession in and you're not creating any situations, it's hard to sort of stick to that plan. But they worked it out. They stuck at that. They believe in their coach, their manager. Um, and you know, he, he wouldn't have said, just go out there and defend and, and try and create something on the break. You know, it, there would have been purpose and you know, tactical astuteness behind it. And then when they actually got themselves on the ball a little bit, they were able to forge these situations. And they'd be looking at it going, aye, aye, we nearly got in there. We should have got in. Like, the gaffer's right, you know, they can be... They can be exposed, and um, I think they would have got confidence from watching the Wolves game as well. I mentioned that yesterday. Wolves tore them to bits for about 25 minutes. Um, didn't actually manage to score in that period of the second start of the second half. Should have been, never mind on level terms, should have got themselves in front. So you could see the possibilities, I think. Yeah, the way Man City play, I think a little bit of, not arrogance from them, but... I think, you know, the way they were closing down, De Bruyne sets, sets it all off, doesn't he? He goes, you know, instantly just closes down you know, as, as best he can to the person on the ball. And then they all work off him. But then a, a little bit of quality, a little bit of composure from them two again in particular, but all the Mendy and Tillemans, but other players. Once you break that little line, and then you had Pratt going in behind, you had Barnes coming off in the wing, joint, linking up with Vardy or making runs in behind. The back four were isolated, weren't they? And Garcia had a bit of a nightmare. But the three players that you think are a little bit suspect defensively all gave away penalties uh, for Man City. Garcia, Walker, you know, Pacey and experience as he is can still be a little bit clumsy in certain defensive situations. Mendy, you've got to go and test him out. They did that and got reward there as well. So, yeah, it, it worked out perfectly. It worked out perfectly. But the players just grew into the game, didn't they? And... Last little thing, sorry, going on a bit of a ramble here, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many things to talk about. I mean, You've been thinking about this game literally for 24 yeah, well, hours. Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, but then I noticed, and I only saw it today on, on a replay, um, the Vardy goal that you're on about, great move, uh, Castagne. And, James Justin, are you going to say? Yeah, James Justin, the left wing back, yeah. is in a centre-forward position, making a loitering and hovering, not making a run as such. He'd made a run, the... Uh, the, the pace of the move had slowed down and Tillman's came inside but James Justin attracted the attention of Ake uh, to an extent he was, and he pulled him out of a little bit of position with Mendy there's a big gap Castagna runs into it Tillman's finds him and we know the rest but what was he doing there? Uh, and, uh, you know, and this is again going back to your, your comments there about Rodri you know, Leicester didn't come to play they've got the right wing back who's, who's put the cross in for the, the final delivery for Vardy to do the flick and literally 15 yards away from him in a right-hand channel position is the left wing-back. So you can't say Leicester play without adventure. Absolutely. Mark Gent has got involved on Facebook with the discussion that we've been having about Leicester's best performances. He brings up a very good one. He says, fantastic result on a par with the 5-3 at home to Man United. Jamie Vardy backhill goal was world-class. In fact, on the whole, all of the lads played fantastic 
Michael Phipps says, we won the title with less possession in almost every game. Interesting point, obviously, that he's made there. And Tom David Richards, a bit of a long message, but I'll read it out because it's a nice one. Uh, the attitude of the players really shown yesterday. The no-die attitude when they had the ball looked dangerous. Mendy is finally getting to his best. Never really had a chance previously, but now he looks outstanding. Bit unsettled at times, but when does any player not get unsettled? Fantastic foxes. Now let's hear from Brendan Rodgers then. He was asked yesterday if that result sent out a statement to the rest of the league. It was a real special performance and result, I felt. Um, I think we've seen Manchester City against Wolves and how well they played in their last game, but I thought we were outstanding in, in our game, but obviously our idea was to de deny them a bit more space uh, than maybe I normally set my teams up to, to play. Uh, but I knew then we still had the, the big pace on, uh, on counter-attack and, uh, and had the quality. So, um, so yeah, I thought tactically the, the players were very disciplined. They showed a great mentality coming from behind. Uh, you know, Mario scores a really good goal, but we stayed calm. And, and then the first half, probably having the better chances if we could make the, if we could make the last pass. But, um, but overall, the second half was sensational, so um, really pleasing. Two goals we conceded from set pieces, well, we can have a look at again. But other than that, uh, a brilliant result and performance. Second week in succession, you've, you've come from behind. Shows a lot about the character of the, the, the team. Yeah, yeah, you have to go right to the very end. You're never going to have it all your, all your own way. Um, but we, uh, you know, we have that mentality, that's our culture, it's our environment. We know that it's never going to be perfect all the time. And we fell behind to, you know, it was a brilliant goal by Rahid Mahrez. But... Um, we kept the composure and kept the quality in our game. Last weekend, you spoke of, of your delight that the, the orbs were being handed around four different goal scorers. This weekend, back to Jamie Hattrick, must be equally as pleasing. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's just having the the the, the possibility for numbers of players to to score. You know, Jamie's the talisman up there at the top end of the field and gets his hat trick, gets his goals. But we have other players that can score. You see Harvey Barnes today, how close he was on a few occasions. James came into the game scoring. Um, Yuri showing great composure for his penalty. So, um, to not all in all, uh, it's important to have various goal scorers. But of course, your your guys at the top end of the field will always um, be up there to score. And he showed great composure on his penalties, two different penalties, and uh, and his goal where he's flicked it shows a great bit of skill. The voice there, of course, of Brendan Rodgers speaking after that fantastic win at the Etihad yesterday. Uh, there's a Premier League game currently going on at Craven Cottage. It's Fulham nil, Aston Villa 2 inside 20 minutes. So a very good start from the visitors, Aston Villa there. Uh, we're talking about Leicester City, though, of course. Ewan and, and Brendan Rodgers there. He was so full of praise, wasn't he, for his group? But also... He wasn't surprised by the performance or the result because he knows his players are capable of that. Yeah, and, and the big thing for, for me, Dan, is he mentioned the two goals um, from set pieces that they conceded because when you're on such a on such a high, when when you've won a game in the manner that Leicester did yesterday, when you've gone away from home to one of the big boys and scored five goals, it's easy to sort of dust that under the carpet but I'm sure he wouldn't and you know what I wouldn't have been surprised if maybe that's one of the, that would have been one of the worst uh, first things that that he mentioned in the dressing room straight after the game brilliant boys but hey come on we've got to be more we've got to be better switched on from corner kicks and and, and free kicks because uh, that was the biggest danger that Man City sort of 
had yesterday uh, uh, in, in, in that game, their corner kicks and, and their free kicks. And I think what it does do as well, that, that victory yesterday, it gives, it gives that group of lads um, a belief now that they can go to one of the big boys and win. I know they've done it in the past. I, 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 I totally accept that. But if you look at, at last season, uh, and maybe that's what's part of, of the reason why Leicester didn't finish in the top four. Never beat one of, of the top four at all last season. You know, Liverpool, Man U, Man City did the double over them. Um, Chelsea, the, the two draws. So that 5-2 will give them the belief when they go away to Old Trafford, when they go to Anfield, Stamford Bridge, that they're more than capable of, of coming back with three points. And, and that, obviously, as you say, you and will, will probably please Brendan Rodgers the most, won't it? That he now has that confidence in whatever team he picks, whatever players he picks, that wherever they go in the league, you're not going to get anywhere really harder than the Etihad Stadium. No, no. You're going to be under pressure. You're going to have to do a lot of defending. You're going to have to get bodies behind the ball. You can't fall asleep. You can't lose concentration. If if you do, you're going to get punished. Um, and, and, and you know what? I've been thinking about the injury excuse that Man City used yesterday. And yeah, they, they've, they've got one or two injuries. So have Leicester, by the way. Mm. No, you, you, no Ricardo Pereira and Castagna's come in and he's been fantastic. No Wilfred Ndidi, probably one of the first names on the team seat. You've still got Madison not fully 100% fit. He had to come off the bench yesterday. But you, you have named three players there that if they were fit, they would probably guaranteed starters for, for Leicester. So I don't buy the injury whatsoever. And you know, Leicester haven't got the, the strength in depth and spent the, the money that, that Man City have over the last 10 years. Well, let's hear now from one of those men that you just mentioned there, James Madison. He spoke to LCFC TV after coming off the bench and emphatically opening his account for the season. Mendy on to James Madison. The space here for Madison to maybe create some magic of his own from outside the penalty area. Madison, oh, he has! It is absolutely magical from Madison. Just found myself in a nice little pocket of space, drove. No one really came in towards me. And... I back myself with my quality, that's what I practice every day, that's what I, that's what I, I live for, them sort of moments, so I was happy to see it flying the top corner here. And clearly a very special celebration as well. Yeah, dedicating that to Stuart Burtwistle, who was our club doctor who passed away in, in lockdown. Um, an unbelievable man who was up there, probably on the golf course up there, not actually watching the game, but uh, he was a great guy, so that one's for him. He'll have taken delight in that goal, and, and as you say, three wins from three, something to really build on there. Yeah, definitely, we're not going to get carried away because I think we, our form in the early parts of last season was brilliant and then after Christmas went, went downhill. So uh, we know we're not going to get carried away, but we are top of the league with three wins in three and we'll go just try and beat West Ham next week and make it the perfect start. For you personally, as you say, you've, you've kind of been building fitness over these last few weeks, the game against Arsenal and, and, and kind of getting closer to, to getting back into the team. Yeah, I mean, this, this season's the first season, I think, to be honest, where I've missed a, a whole free season through injury. So uh, it's different and... It's made me realise as a, as a footballer that pre-season is so big and, and the minutes you get in pre-season and the training and the running you have to do to get that base fitness is so important because I missed it all, had no minutes. My first my first taste of action was in the Premier League at West Brom and after five minutes, a few sprints, you're, you're breathing for air, you know. Um, but yeah, that'll come, that comes with matches, that comes with minutes, so hopefully I, I can build on that and, and get myself back to the team. Yeah. Important message there, Matt, from James Madison that he says that nobody's getting carried away with this. Yes, Leicester are top of the league after three games. We love to say that. We love to look at it. We can get carried away with it, but but the players themselves and, and the first team group, they don't get carried away because they know 
what happened last season as well, which is the yeah. exact example that James Madison used. Yeah, no, exactly. It's uh, it's just common sense, isn't it, really? Um, it, you know, as you mentioned there, it, it, it's just a matter of, of giving that, that, that assurance, though, and that self-belief, knowing what you are capable of. I mean, they did it last year to a degree. Um, that they, they will be... You know, mindful of, of thinking, well, hang on, we didn't get proper results against the top four, as you mentioned. Um, that would be disappointing. But they've already put that to bed, haven't they? Uh, yeah, this season, I, I'm assuming, well, we're assuming Man City will end up in the top four. Who knows how the career, the uh, campaign's going to pan out. But um, listen, it, it's a huge boost to them, though, though. I think, you know, people talk about, you know, teams winning trophies. And that's a turning point or a crucial point in the development of, of big teams. Uh, Leicester are yet to do that, but I, I think the fact that you know the the manner of how they went about their business yesterday, and Man City were decimated by the end of the game, pretty much. So they got the consolation, you know, if you can call it that, with Ake, you know, they're scoring scoring the goal. But and that is something to Leicester to, for Leicester to look at defensive situation set pieces but you know after what 65 minutes they were gone and Leicester were, were looking at threat every time they ventured forward and whilst you couldn't believe what you were actually seeing and the quality of it and the comprehensiveness of it but you know the players they were reacting to it they, they, they were growing in stature within that game and what was, you know, Madison pulling his, his tricks out the bag and Vardy's goal and okay the others were penalties but they were in really dangerous situations you know well worked positions it wasn't just a random handball decision that gone against the grain it was it was all as a result of good football good effective proactive football and you know I bet they can't wait for the game at the weekend now and West Ham it's going to be an interesting fixture actually West Ham have turned their little fortunes around haven't they um, with a magnificent result didn't see that one coming either but, um, yeah, no, what a time to be a Leicester player. But you've got to be mindful. got to be mindful. You've got to be strong-minded and disciplined and, and make that sort of performance not maybe the norm. That's probably expecting too much. But have very high standards for yourself individually and encourage others to keep maintain those, those standards as well because they let it slip last season for whatever reason. You need to learn from that. Well, Jamie Vardy, of course, netted his third, fourth and fifth Premier League goals of the season. Four of those from the spot and he reacted after hitting that hat-trick at Etihad Stadium. A chance before the break for Leicester to strike an equaliser. Fire Jamie Vardy, who steps up and scores. Top left-hand corner is Castagna, though it might be Leicester that strikers. Castagna's ball comes in, what a goal from Vardy. What a fantastic strike from the Leicester City number nine. It's Vardy, this time goes low and to the right, but it's the same outcome, it's another goal. And it is a hat-trick for Jamie Vardy. He's second against Manchester City in the Premier League. I think it's, it's, it's always mind games when you've, when you've got a penalty. Um, I know where, I, where I'm going to go. Keeper is a guess, but he knows obviously where he's going to dive, so it's always mind games, but if you hit it good enough, then, then there's no way that the, the keeper's going to get there. The goal in between, very classy finish. Yeah, obviously delighted with that. I've um, managed just to get a little little Croy flick on it and it's, it's flicked up because I think the keepers thought I was letting it go through my legs, so he was coming out to collect a cross. 
and like I said, over the moon, but I think today was, was all about the performance and really good performance. It's got us off to a great start and uh, it's hopefully trying to kick off. First half for you particularly must have been frustrating, lots of running around chasing Manchester City, but almost a game of two halves, different in the second half. No, that was that's one thing that you you know is gonna happen when you when you come to places like this. You're not gonna have as much of the ball as, as what you'd like. And that's why we set up a, a bit deeper. I was in there to try and frustrate Rodri, not let him have the ball as much to create anything and when we get the ball back then it's just about getting a few passes, breaking through their press and then you're straight onto their back line. So I think tactically wise we've We've played it perfect and, like I said, to come away with five goals, three points, it's, it's brilliant. Three wins from three. I guess the change of him is buzzing at the moment. Yeah, it's buzzing, but um, I think it's all about the consistency now. We, we didn't really finish last season, last season well, so it's about keeping that consistently, keeping the momentum going. So we'll be back on that training field, have a recovery day first and obviously look forward to next week. Well, Jamie Vardy is the subject of both opening questions of our Extra Time teasers this evening. So what better chance and opportunity to go to those now? So for those of you new to Extra Time and these teasers that we do, each of the guests has three questions each that will be asked throughout the show. Um, because Ewan is new to it, there's two pots. Go can't, on. Can't Matt. I be on with Walshy one week, please? <laughs> well, so you can well, be I'll here. Then, I? <laughs> to be fair, he got zero points. Yeah, no, didn't he, exactly. when I was on it. Yeah. Um, right, right. Because you and you're new to it, basically, there's two pots, both of three questions in. So, would you like to be pot one or pot two? Pot two, please, Dan. Pot two, you and. Okay, your question is Jamie Vardy is the oldest player to score a hat trick in the Premier League since 2003. But who scored that treble in 2003, aged 37? And if you get it wrong, Matt Elliott has a chance to steal your point. I'm going to put any pressure on somebody. I've got it in the back. 2003. Have you really? I don't believe yeah. him. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. I know because any, I was marking any... him. <laughs> oh. No, uh, but no, that's a... Or was no, I? Or was I? <laughs> <laughs> don't believe a word he says. I'm going to go... What, a Leicester player? No, no. This is just the oldest oh. player to score a hat-trick in the Premier League. And he was 37 when he did it in 2003. I'm going to go for... Dennis Bergkamp? 37? 37 in yeah, 2003. You've you, you thrown me that one because you said you were marking it. <laughs> uh, right, chance to steal it. <clears throat> I told you he didn't know it, Ewan. At that age, he wasn't that old, did he? I was thinking Teddy Sheringham, but it's not him, right? So I'm not going for him. Or is it? <laughs> 37 in 2003. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, come on. We've got to chuck someone in there. <clears throat> Any time tonight? Yeah, come on. Lee. Come on, Matthew. Uh, it's not, Five seconds. It's not, but I'm going to go Sheringham. You lucky boy. Was it? You lucky boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike Lynn uh, guessed Vaduka oh. and Brad Perkis guessed Anelka on Facebook. Uh, no, it was uh, Teddy Sheringham. Uh, so, Matt, you steal Ewan's point uh, for the first hey, one hey, there. How about lucky? How about well played? No, well, that, was, that was pure luck. He said, it, I don't think it's him. It was a pot. I didn't think he was that old. That's the only reason. Right, you've got your question one now. How many goals has Jamie Vardy now scored against Manchester City in his Leicester career? Ah, old Stato will know this. I should have gone pot one, should I? <laughs> yeah, you know for a fact you and Will steal this oh, if you on. get it wrong. Hang on. 
eight. Mm. Oh, Marty, Marty. So, you should, to be fair, is it one more? You should take you should take the points away because this was mentioned so many times yesterday, Dan. Well, what's the answer, Ewan? Is it nine? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well done. Yes. Well, well, you've I'm each, you've of, each got a point. That he'd scored eight, but I've got the third penalty. The third penalty, yeah. Penalty. Exactly. Well, you, you've each got a point after stealing each other's questions. So, uh, well done there. We'll come to the final couple of ones uh, later Is that on. It? Excitement over. In extra time. Yeah, yeah. the excitement, the excitement <laughs> comes back at the end. We've had some good guesses in on Facebook. Robert Lim- Lyman said uh, seven. He's wrong. Mike said eight. Um, you're unlucky, but Hitesh and Lee got uh, got it right. They both said nine. Uh, Brad, again, you were wrong again, I'm afraid. You said eight. Uh, it was nine. So well done to you and um, on getting that one and Did stealing it. Mentions, uh, we've fair. got loads to get through here on Extra Time uh, on LCFC Radio. A quick word, though, on Pappy Mendy, you and, and the role that he played yesterday. Instrumental, absolutely, especially in, in, in that second half because his discipline in that midfield role after Fernandinho was, was taken off, it enabled Tillemans to maybe play 10, 15 yards further up. But he, he still gave that back three that, that protection that, that they needed because Man City had four up front in, in that second half after that substitution. And we, you know, to play that role, you, you, you need energy, strength. He's got all of those things. He's got ability as well, because if you look at that first goal, he is he's the instigator of that goal. It all comes through him. The way he wins the ball in that centre circle in his own half, he's got the awareness then to, to thread the ball through to, to Harvey Barnes. Um, and, you know, maybe he might not have started this game yesterday had Wilfred and Didi been fully fit, because I, I fully believe that if, you know, if indeed he and, and, and Johnny Evans, which Johnny was, he, he was always going to come into that back back four, back three, back five, whatever Brendan um, went with. And that would have then enabled indeed he to play in his more natural position, but absolutely magnificent. And I mean, I haven't seen every every performance from uh, from Mendy, but that has to be up there with, with his very best in a, in a Leicester City shirt. Yeah, an absolutely brilliant performance from Papi Mendy. Uh, still to come on extra time this evening, we'll look ahead to the development squads game away at Blackburn this evening. We'll look back at the LCFC women clash with Manchester City yesterday. Unfortunately, their result didn't quite match uh, the first teams. We'll also look at the handball rule that's come in. But before all of that, we'll look at how the Leicester City players and Leicester City fans reacted on social media to the game yesterday. It's all smiles and all happiness, of course, on social media when Leicester City get a win. James Madison um, posted on his Twitter account saying, I hope you enjoyed that one, Foxes, because I certainly did. Make sure you're all home by 10pm, though. Congrats, Jamie Vardy. You're the GOAT, mate. Special day. Um, Kasper Schmeichel, he was very happy. He said, outstanding from the team. What a win. And then that man that we were just talking about there, Nampalis Mendy, he's just put squad. That's a, a nice little post, that isn't it, Matt? It, it kind of sums up, I guess, the, the feel in the group at the moment. Yeah, it's a like Mendy, who could be forgiven for being sort of uh, self-indulgent, maybe, because he's he's got his second bite of the, of the cherry, really, and uh, he's grabbing it with both hands, isn't he? You know, he's coming to the 
fray and he, questions being asked about him and as we've just spoken about he's done superbly well he looks so much sharper stronger brighter um he must have been carrying the effects of that long-term injury that he had for quite a while and he's coming to it and he could be forgiven for talking about himself and how well he's done but he does he mentions the squad nice moment from Dan and Marty he said very grateful thanks for all the support and messages that felt really good yes incredible performance from Daniel and Marty and then we'll say the best one till last of course the hat-trick hero Jamie Vardy he simply put I hope you enjoyed that one Foxes <laughs> Well, and, I, and I think, Ewan, it's fair to say that all Foxes fans did enjoy that one. Oh, he just gets better and better, doesn't he? Um, and I've been thinking, what, what is he now? Is he 32, 33? 33, yeah. 33. But, and you know what? He's got a few good years left in him, I think. I don't know what you, you guys think, because you look at Jamie's career, and he turned professional when he was, what, 25, 26? Now, I think that's when he got into, into the professional game, so which means... He hasn't played as maybe long as other pros at 33 have. So maybe he's got a bit more longevity. And let's hope so, because I tell you what, he's irreplaceable. He is one man in that squad that you just cannot replace. His enthusiasm, his work ethic, his goals. Um, you just, you just, that's priceless. It really, really is. He's developed his game as well, Ewan, hasn't he? Not, not just, you know, he's just not... Speed Merchant, there's much more to his game. Um, and he's you know, becoming a quality, well, not becoming, he is a quality all-round striker, isn't he? Worth a mention for Daniel Amati as well. He goes yeah. under the radar there. I mean, he was unspectacular yesterday, but solid, wasn't he? Yeah, a couple of times at set-piece situations, maybe he could have done better. But in general play, you know, he was, uh, he was immaculate, wasn't he? He was faultless, as, as was... Most of the players out there on the pitch for Leicester yesterday. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll have a look to see how Leicester fans reacted on social media in, in a, just a little bit, but just reading some of the messages that are coming through to the show. Now, Robert says, Papi is like having a new signing. And Jonathan Stickley says, Mendy proving why he was offered a new contract. Same position as in Didi, but a different type of player. Um, the development squad are in action. They're playing Blackburn away. You can watch that one on LCFC TV following us immediately. Uh, and we can go over to Blackburn now and, and speak to our commentator this evening, Nick Walsh, who has all the latest team news, Nick. Hi, Dan. Yep, um, a big welcome to Lancashire FA. Two changes tonight, including a start for Portugal Youth International Sydney Tavares. There's also a change at the back. Dara O'Connor. Well, I can't in. hear Nick. I don't know if you can, Matt. No, no. I'll ask you the same question. Bye, Dan. Hello, Dan. Oh, hi. Sorry, Dan. Yep. Sorry. So just to confirm those two changes. Yep. Portugal Youth International. Uh, Sydney Tavares comes in. There's also a start for uh, young Irishman Dara O'Connor at the back, and Callum Wright lines up against his old club. So the starting eleven: Stolarchik in goal, across the back four, um, Vonte Daly, Campbell, Dara O'Connor, Sam Hughes, Mitch Clark, Callum Wright, Callum Hume, the holding midfielder, and Kanye Yashabella, the midfield three, and the forward three: Ali Rake with a point at the attack, either side: Sydney Tavares and Tyree Shady starting 11 at the home of the Lancashire FA this evening. 
and kick off is 7 o'clock, Dan. Thanks, Nick. We finally got you after a few technical difficulties. We could hear you right at the end and we got the starting 11 there. Um, it's a big game, isn't it, for, for the, the development squad because they started the season so well. There was the, the win in the leasing.com trophy. Then they beat Manchester United so convincingly. And then, obviously, there was the disappointment of, of losing last week. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. But it's part of the territory at this level. Um, you know, you, you drop 1% and to, to quote Steve Bigelow, you end up getting punished um, but, you know, they're coming up against serious opposition this evening. Five changes for Blackburn Rovers as well, including a feature start for new signing Daniel Ayala, who comes in from Middlesbrough. They also go with fellow first-teamers John Buckley and Harry Chapman. So, um, in some respects, the ideal fixture to try and bounce back and get back to winning ways. But um, another serious test for the development squad this evening. And fingers crossed, and we're celebrating three points at the end of tonight. Yeah, hopefully so. Thank you very much, Nick. Uh, you can watch Nick and the under-23s in action following us immediately on LCFC TV. Uh, thanks to Hitesh and to Brad on Facebook as well for confirming that they could hear Nick when we couldn't as well. So I just uh, completely ruined his uh, his team news bit there. So. It's good to hear, Nick. I just hope we haven't got to watch him like you just said. Apologies to <laughs> Nick. Um, well, we will see him at, uh, at He's half not performing time. out there, surely. Oh, half-time. At half-time, we'll, we'll see Nick as well. But you knew that because you watch the under-23s every week, Matt. Uh, right, um, before we go to our um, fans involved, we've got a Who's the Fox graphic. So we introduced this. Last week, Matt, where we basically will put a picture up of a Leicester City player either in action or celebrating a goal, but we've silhouetted the player out and you've got to tell us who it is. Um, now, if you get it, don't shout it out because we want those of you at home to get involved with that. Um, so, yeah, get involved on Facebook and on Twitter. Who's your guesses for that? Who's the fox that's missing there? You're not alone, Matt. Hey, don't, uh, don't ruin it. Uh, are you getting on with that one, Ewan? Uh, I think I might be all right, Matty. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're, both, you're both looking very smug there, so we'll, uh, we'll reveal the answer to that one very shortly. But let's see how Leicester City fans reacted to that win on social media yesterday. If you want to get involved like this on one of our shows, all you need to do is use the hashtag LCFC. Uh, ben the Barber is the, uh, the first person, and he picks out Mendy and Amati, two of the players that we've been speaking about, Matt, for their performances. Um, he said... He said he wouldn't have uh, been bothered if we'd have sold them two weeks ago, but now I'd be yeah. devastated. It's practically like two well, new signings. Squad game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, who do you not pick out? I mean, probably, and this is a good indication of how well Leicester did. The one player who doesn't spring to mind, um, who was probably, le only because he was so inactive, less than a eight out of ten probably, Casper Schmeichel. <laughs> Didn't have a lot to do, did he? Had the ball at his feet. Couldn't regularly. have saved either goal either. No, he didn't have a lot to do. You know, not well, certainly sort of blameless in certainly in in regards to the two goals. But I can't remember him having too many saves and much yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of time early on, Man City were pressing the ball and it was going back to Smyrk. Michael had an eternity to try and pick people out. It was a little bit laboured and it wasn't quite working as we saw, but. They found a way, didn't they? They've got the foothold. And after that, Michael was largely redundant. But um, any player you pick is, is going to be spoken about in a positive manner on the field of play yesterday. Superb. 
And one of the messages as well, Jez Harrington on Twitter says, Mendy, Amati, Tielemans, Castagna, and of course Vardy were all brilliant today, but my outstanding performance of the day goes to Brendan Rodgers. Tactics, team selection and subs were faultless today. All right, let's move away from Leicester's fantastic victory yesterday. We'll still be talking about that, I'm sure, for, for weeks and months to come because it was just that good. But we do have to move on. There's roughly 10 minutes of the show left. We said we'd leave it a little bit of time to talk about the new handball rule, Ewan, because there was a number of goals at, at the Here weekend we given as, as penalties for, for handball. And uh, it's interesting to see what your take on the matter is. Um, it's just, referees aren't allowed to use common sense anymore. Um, I mean, I think there's three things that, that they have to look at um, in, in Stockley Park when when that type of situation occurs. Um, I think they have to look at the position of the arm. Is it in an, a natural position? Uh, is it a movement in, in the arm towards the ball? And, and then the distance that the ball has travelled and, and then hit the arm and the pace that it's travelled with. I mean, we've seen some ridiculous ones. Um, the Lindelof won last week against Crystal Palace. How on earth that's handball? I don't know. Uh, Joel Wards against Everton, which cost them the game. You know, what's he meant to do? You know, chop his arm off. It's it's never been a handball. No common sense has been used. Well, you know, what, what happened to the ball-to-hand rule? I, I mean, the Eric Dyer was a, not as easy, I don't think, because as Andy Carroll said it, Eric Dyer's arm has come out into a, an unnatural position, you know. And so I can see why why that one was given, the Neil Mopal one uh, for Brighton. You know that's a penalty, simple as that. But yeah, it's it's. I don't I don't blame referees. They they're just going by the letter of the law. But it's it's the rule that's uh, that's at fault here. And and surely they've got to sit down and, and they've got to sort this out because I'll tell you what you'll get, lads. You'll get you'll get forwards kicking the ball at defenders' arms because they know nine times out of ten if they do that they're going to get a penalty. Yeah, I think the 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 Everton Crystal Palace one for me was yeah. was worse yeah. actually. Yeah. Well, he's actually tried to get his hand out of the way. Yeah, didn't he? And it wasn't in an unnatural position. You know, can't all run around like Saputio players, can we? You know, you, you've got to balance yourself. And he's actually. Sure raise, mate. <laughs> he's actually. <laughs> I should have kept quiet, shouldn't I, mate? But um, you know, he's tried to withdraw his hand there, instant reaction, but. Oh. It's like you say, common sense is not being applied, and you know it's even more annoying and frustrating when uh, they've retracted the the, the instant um, handball. If it's an attacking player, the fact that it hits your hand is not automatically the goal is cancelled out. Now, is it? No. Is that because that happened with Havertz at Chelsea? Yes, correct. Well done. Um, and it, without doubt struck his arm <laughs> and I would say there was an element of intent there to be honest uh, you know I, I think that, that should have got pulled up um, but they've sort of had the chance to redeem themselves with that so they've corrected that you know a little bit of a tick and a little mini thumbs up well done you know it was blatantly <laughs> obvious but it should have been done uh, it shouldn't have been brought into in the first place but they've corrected it but then they've complicated the situation regarding defensive scenarios and uh, now you're seeing all sorts of penalties given aren't you for like you sometimes question yourself don't you think oh is it because I'm 
you know, traditionalist or old school. I'm used to this. You know, this is what I've been brought up on. This don't necessarily mean I'm right, but you know, most people from whatever generation are in agreement, aren't they, that the rules are, n are not helping the game in a number of areas, to be honest, but in particular the handball. I mean, I've, I've, Roy Hodgson, he, he simplified it, didn't he? You know, it's quite, it's quite basic. Handball has always been, although there have always been grey areas in fairness, but it's been about intent, hasn't it? They, that, that was the letter of the law, but it wasn't adhered to or applied correctly. So that has brought different degrees of shade amongst the decision-making. But I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, you, you say that about Dyer's hand being slightly in an unusual position, but if that was given against you... Oh, I'd be gutted. Yeah, yeah six yeah. minutes into I mean, injury time you're right. as well. He's got his back to he's got his back to, to play. You know, he, he can't see where the ball's travelling. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got himself not a bit off balance, didn't he? And, yeah, oh, he's, he's, he's not he's not in, intentionally handed that ball, has oh, he? he? Even just as bad, in my point of view, was did you see the foul that was given, uh, which initiated the, the diagonal ball for the ball into the box? Hoiberg, who just played the ball and ran into his opposing number. I, I, it might have even been dire again. Actually, he just charged into him, and the referee gave obstruction, and it was like. <laughs> It was farcical, really. Well, we, we could have started the show on that and, and spoken for a full hour, I'm sure, about it. But we do need to move on. Let's get the answer then to our Who's the Fox graphic. Well done to Brad. Well done to Kevin. Well done to Stuart on Facebook. Uh, Stephen, rather, not Stuart. Well done to, uh, to you guys. You've got the answer correct. It is Matt. Castagna. Timothy Castagna. Timothy. Well done. Now, Brad, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because you got the two trivia questions wrong. You originally said Castagna, but then you've gone... On second viewing, I think it's Jamie Vardy, but we'll, we'll go with your first answer in Castagna um, and give you the benefit of the doubt. So well done to those of you that guessed Castagna. Uh, Stephen incidentally says, uh, what a signing. Can't remember a new signing who's made such an impact yeah. uh, to the start of the season. Uh, I said we'd talk about LCFC women. They played against Manchester City in the FA Cup quarterfinal yesterday. Unfortunately, the WSL side, Man City, came out on top winning 2-1. Uh, but it was a valiant and, and very good effort from LCFC women in that one who are of course a division below uh, they are back in action again as they hunt for promotion at the end of the season they play Durham on Sunday and you can as ever uh, follow that on lcfc.com and the I, I, LCFC women's social media feed oh, sorry, well I'm going to test you let me test before. you out first that was the quarter final yeah how many rounds did they play before that? Then? Well, this was from last season, so this is last season. Okay, sorry, FA Cup. I didn't. Hear right. I wondered how they got to that That's last okay. stage so quickly. That's okay, I tested well, I you. Pass test. You I came through. <laughs> Good. Flying colours, son. Good. Flying colours, as always. I've got the stamp of approval from Matt Elliott. That's all I need. Uh, right, because Matt has tested me, it's time to finally test you two again uh, for the final extra time teasers of the evening then. So you and you were pot two, weren't you? Uh, so you can have your second question. Uh, who got the equaliser? It was nearly mentioned a minute ago. Who got the equaliser for Chelsea in the 93rd minute of the oh. Hawthorns on Saturday? Tommy Abraham. Correct. Uh, Matt Elliott, your easy question too. Who opened the scoring? Only easy if you know it, Matty. Only true, easy if you know true, it, mate. Who opened the scoring for West Ham last night in the win over Wolves? Oh. Bowen. Correct. Well done, both of you. Uh, Ewan, name Leicester City's seven goal scorers so far this season, excluding own goals. Uh, Vardy, Castagna, Justin, uh, Madison. 
Three to go. Oh. Don't look at your Harvey notes. Bar- I can see you looking Har- at your Harvey, notes. Harvey, Harvey Barnes, uh, Dennis Pratt. I'm not looking at me. You notes. are definitely looking at your notes. <laughs> You're missing not. one player anyway. I, I am missing one, to be fair. Um, I'm going to go for Perez. Oh, he's missed it on the last one. Mm. Come on, Matt. Tillman. Yeah, Tillman's yesterday. Oh. Yeah, from the penalty. Of course he did. So who gets the point there? You get the point. <laughs> you ended all the hard work and Matt's just come in and tapped it in on the line. It's like uh, family fortunes, isn't it? You know when you just nick it and pass that one over. <laughs> um, Matt, your, your third question. Jamie Vardy has scored three Premier League hat-tricks for Leicester City. Two of them were against Man City. Oh, who was the third oh, one against? I should get this, shouldn't I? Man, you. Oh, I dived he in only there. Got two that day. Ewan, can you steal it? Aston Villa? Southampton, isn't it? Nine nine nine. Nine. Oh, oh, you nugget. Matt, you could have had four points there this I still evening. Nicked Instead, it, though, you've that. only got three. Yes. Ewan, you got two points. We're going to do it on, a, got that. on a, um, a recurring league table type system. So that's another three points for you, Matt. Uh, we've got a couple, I of, thank you. a couple of minutes to kill. Can ahead. I have a few seconds just to acknowledge that? What the you did well, well played, you and <laughs> thank you, mate. Hard luck, da- Dan, can I ask you a question, mate? <laughs> okay, I've had one from Matt. It's time for one from you, you and I'm ready for it. No, I'm just um, wondering about the injury situation with yesterday with Vardy and obviously Johnny Evans coming off. What's the what's the latest? Do we know? I know as much as you at the moment on that okay. one, Ewan, so apparently I think we just Vardy need to wait for... has got a little bit of a growth <laughs> on his groin, dare I say, but okay. it, it's something that he's been aware of. Um, I did. I did speak, speak to Rob Tanner actually, who, who seemed to be in the know on that one. So it wasn't as if like there's a tear as such. He just plays him up every now and then. He has to sort of nurse it along a little bit. So hopefully that's not too much of an issue, which is consequently why he carried on because you would have thought he. Well, we did for a little while at least. It's a groin, yeah. 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 Uh, well, keep an eye out, you and on, on Leicester City social media channels and on lcfc.com this week. There will be some updates, I'm sure, on that. Uh, on Friday, we've got a very special episode of Match Day Minus Two because it's the Europa League draw. So we're going to have a, a Europa League it's draw. Excitement! You forget about things on like Friday. That. How, exactly. We can talk about we? that this evening. Uh, we are right at the end of the show, so I only want your score predictions. I don't want any reasons why Liverpool against Arsenal tonight. What's the score going to be? Oh. Ooh. One all. You went? <laughs> Three one Liverpool. Okay, thank you very much. Don't forget the development squad, follow us immediately on lcfc.com slash TV. So do make sure you watch that one. But thanks to everyone who got involved with the show and listened in at home. Uh, have a fantastic week, I'm sure you will, after Leicester City beat Manchester City by five goals to two.